the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to us. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family and give you hope the divorce coaching hour with christy stratton starts now and here's your host christy stratton hello everyone and welcome to the divorce coaching hour i'm christy stratton and i'm so glad you're here whether you are considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it this is the show you'll want to listen to you know divorce seems to affect everyone in some way It can be an overwhelming life event, not only for the person going through it, but also for friends and family of those divorcing. We're here to walk the path with you, bringing you specialists who can help you make better decisions, provide you resources, and give you ideas about how to be your best self and, frankly, a time that can bring out the worst. Today, we are joined by Craig Haston, a well-respected attorney in the Houston, Texas area. And here's a little fact. He's my brother and someone very special to me. I'm so delighted he is here with us. You all are in for a treat. Craig has been practicing law for more than 26 years. I was going to say 25, but you know that extra year counts, right? (laughs) It does. (laughs) He's board certified in family law. He is a fellow in the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. And friends, that's a big deal. He has also been named Texas Super Lawyer by Texas Monthly for over 10 years, as well as Best Lawyer and Best Law Firm in Family Law by U.S. News and World Report. Well, I just think he's super. I felt it important to bring a family law attorney on the show right away, and I couldn't, of course, bring on anyone other than my brother. I might get in trouble. No, not really. (laughs) No nepotism here. (laughs) None at all. Craig, thank you for joining me on this show. I'm so happy you're here. Our listeners are in for a treat. Welcome. Thank you, Christy. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on your second show. Yeah. I heard your first one. It was really good. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) I really hope I can live up to the last one. Oh, you will. You will. You will. (laughs) So I'm really glad you're here. And, you know, it's just an honor for you to be here with us because... You know, not just because your brother, you're you're my brother, but you're a well-respected attorney in the Houston area and beyond. And I've seen your career grow for years and years and years. I've seen the people, you know, you know what you've done, the people you've helped me along the way, right? Um, and you know, I I know that divorce is, you know, it, it affects so many of us, um, you know, unfortunately, but it's a real thing in life, and you're there to help them. 
uh, in that process. And the attorney is such an integral part of this thing we call divorce, right? So um, I'm curious, tell us a little bit about the role of an attorney in divorce. Well, most people think that we're the central cog in the divorce case. Um, it's really a little self-focused on the lawyers, but the most important part about a, a divorce case is the clients and what they want, their goals, their interests, their desires. The lawyer's job is to listen to that and try to figure out what, how best to serve their client's needs. So some people need a battle. Some people need to vent. Some people just want to get through it. And a lot of it depends on what the client wants and how they want to do it. The lawyer's job is to hear that, filter it, um, and then help find the best way to help them get through their divorce case, whether it be litigation, whether it be mediation, collaborative law, the different ways to settle a case, or in the, you know, the rare event, you have to try the case. Yeah, and, and I just heard a, a lot of things that you're involved with from their, you know, the emotional aspect to the, um, you're, you're there as an advocate trying the case. So that kind of gives me the overall big picture of the mm-hmm. attorney. But what do you do specifically in a divorce? I mean, how does it happen? What goes, you know, a lot of people think, okay, I'm, I'm unfortunately, the D word has come up in my marriage and mm-hmm. never thought that was going to be there. And a lot of people think that I've talked to think, okay, well, who am I going to go to? And maybe they go talk to their friends and family. Maybe they right. go talk to their pastor. Yeah. But ultimately, they're thinking, I'm going to have to go to an attorney. And whoa, what you know? What does that all entail? Well, of course, attorneys are humans. Yes, Much, they are. <laughs> many people won't agree with that, but most of us are humans, um, and we are goal. Most of us want to be goal-oriented people. Most people who practice family law are, I guess, we're goal-oriented. We're we want to help people. Um, when a person first determines that they may be wanting a divorce or that their spouse is going to be putting them into a divorce, the first thing they do is, you know, most people tend to Google divorce lawyers in their area. But as you've seen, and anytime you Google anything, you just get like a whole list and you don't know how to choose. I mean, do you choose somebody by how nice their hair is or whether they have hair or don't right, have hair? Right. So, Not a good way to choose someone. <laughs> right. So so what do you do? You you call friends. You ask for referrals. Right, and then right. you, you might go to a website and read about the lawyer. And I, I, like, I like to think that my website and other people's websites should reflect the kind of person they are so the client can get a feel for that. But I think your question was... What happens in a divorce? Um, so the, what really happens is that a person is first, they first decide it's time I need a divorce, or they get the shock of being served with a petition for divorce. Yes. Um, and so depending on the situation, they think, well, I've got, I've got to go get a lawyer. But lawyers don't know everything. Our job is to look at things objectively and analytically and figure out how best to handle the two parts of a divorce case. There's only two parts. There's the financial part, and then there's the child part. Uh, And the two should not necessarily be tied together. You can't really tie money to children. Children are the most important part of any divorce case. You can say that again. So uh, what ends up happening is the client, then the person then needs to find help. Well, how do they find help? Well, they interview two or three lawyers, or they might hire the wrong lawyer. Um, And then the lawyer will listen and try to figure out how the case needs to proceed or if the case needs to proceed. Some lawyers are very money motivated. They want to get the case in. So they're trying to, they'll tell people anything. Other people are, are different and they, they just want to be there to provide information. And then if the client wants to come back, they can come back and hire them. 
Um, but what they really need is kind of what you do. Yeah. Um, they need to find somebody. They need that friend uh, who's been there before, uh, who's not only been through the divorce process, but has an understanding of the legal process, who's not necessarily a lawyer, who won't cost them an arm and a leg, and that can help help them initially guide them in the right direction to what do you do first? Who do you call? What do you need to prepare? And a lot of that stuff can be handled up front before you ever go see a lawyer. Yeah, and you know, that's, um, thank you for mentioning that. Obviously, there there is a purpose and a reason for a divorce coach, and some people may not understand that. One thing I have found in mentioning that, you know, my specialty is in divorce coaching. A lot of people are saying, oh my gosh, that's so needed. But it's really a team. And the first show that we had uh, aired with um, Peggy Cooper from the CDC, the certification program I went through, and also a cert- certified divorce financial the, analyst, Gary Wolf, you know. The CDC, not the Center for Disease Control. No. But, <laughs> yeah, not, or maybe the same thing. Not that, It might feel that way, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> not ex- certified divorce coach. Oh, oh yeah, that's going to be a nice little Well, one, Once in a while, we need the CDC in my business. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and my designations are ACC and CDC, so Austin Community college is where it goes with me in my ACC, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the divorce coach is definitely important. And I def- I want to dig into that. And I want to understand how the divorce coach works as a part of the team. But with re- uh, in this first segment, you know, say someone comes to you, they've made the decision, whether they've gone through a divorce coach or not, mm-hmm. but they've made the decision, okay, we're going to sever as I think I've heard you say, is untie the knot, right? Which is uh, as intricate, if not more intricate and quite painful, could be quite painful to untie the knot. Uh, So they come to you, they're sitting in your your chair, and I've heard of, there's all these options, mediation, collaboration, litigation. You know, how do you know which way that they should go? Well, you start with the basics, Mm -hmm. which is litigation, Litigation is the model that we use for family law in the state of Texas. Other states have modified versions of litigation, and some of them are much more progressive than we are in the way they handle divorce cases. But in Texas, a case is going to go through the litigation process, meaning just like a civil suit, any other civil suit, you would file a petition or a divorce petition saying, I want to get divorced, and here's our Mm -hmm. issues, and here's what I want. And you serve the other person. Uh, and then you both everybody gets lawyers, and it's kind of like a boxing ring. Round one starts. Everybody yeah, comes out of their corners with their with their gloves up. So a lot of people think that that is the fighting aspect. I've heard some people call it annihilation. It, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure that all lawyers do that. Every there are many cases that have significant issues that require court intervention. There's you know there's child abuse, there's spousal right. abuse, there's assaults, there's um, there's people who have mental health problems, there's addictions, things which pe- sometimes people just can't work out and they need court intervention. But but people do seem to have the, the idea that, that it has to be a fight. It doesn't have to be a fight. And I'm so glad you hear, you said that because that's really what we're working to do as divorce coaches is that really moving this to people coming out as whole people. And I know there's a collaborative law process too, which I mm-hmm. was able to to take a class in that. I know you specialize in that as, as well as one of your many specialties. And I want to talk more about that. We're coming up to a break here in just a little bit, uh, but we are going to talk about, continue to talk about collaboration and mediation. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm wondering, what do you think ultimately serves the client best, uh, mediation, collaboration, or litigation? 
It's it's case by case basis. Yeah. Depends on the facts, depends on the person, depends on the lawyer. Yeah, and that's where a good lawyer makes such an important aspect, a part of the team, because they're really going in with, with that. And I like the fact that you have so many options for them that uh, people can come in. And as a divorce coach, I can then refer them to, you know, if they're not necessarily sure what path they're going in, you've got those three options. Right. Uh, as you said, sometimes, you know, some attorneys strictly just go the litigation route. Um, and mediation, you know, I've wondered, is, is mediation always necessary? Not always necessary. Quite often it's employed if you're in the litigation process. If you don't choose a different process like collaborative law, you will find yourself in mediation at least once during your case because Texas courts, especially Harris County courts, and, and I believe Fort Bend and Montgomery County courts, in general require you to mediate your case before they will allow you to take your case to trial. So I thought that there was some requirements. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about the options in divorce. We're going to talk more about what an attorney does for you and more about divorce coaching. We will be right back. Stay with us. All right. Meet the classiest guys in real estate. It's Chris Kelso, the maestro of mortgage, and Rob Cook, the godfather of real estate. And together, they are the Real Estate Rat Pack. If you're buying or selling real estate in the greater Houston area, the Rat Pack is the preeminent source for everything you need to know. Listen to the Real Estate Rat Pack, Saturdays at 9 a.m., right here on KKHT. You've heard them say location, location, location. This is Bill Nampick with Real Estate Matters with Stewart Title. Our new time location is Saturday at 10 a.m. on 100.7 FM. The word, that's right, we have a new time, 10 o'clock a.m. Saturday. Each and every Saturday, we will continue to inform, entertain, and even inspire with tremendous guests. Real Estate Matters with Stewart Title. Bill Nampick inviting you to join us Saturday at 10 a.m., 100.7 FM. So we are back. We were just doing a little dancing to the intro music. That makes you <laughs> not you. Okay. <laughs> a serious lawyer. No, you're oh, I, I kinda know you. You're not. <laughs> you are a serious lawyer, but you're you're also a person, as you said, which I liked, right? You, mark, mark that down. She admitted I am a person. <laughs> I am a he is. He is for sure. <laughs> so when we were leaving, going out on break, we were just beginning to get into uh, mediation and whether you have to, whether you don't. I think that's probably I mean, this whole world is blurry to people when they're thinking about it, not to mention they're in their emotional brain going, whoa, what's going right. on? That's true. I, I get a lot of people who call and they'll just say, hey, we don't want to go through divorce the normal way. We just want to go to mediation and be done. Um, and then I have to explain to them that that's that mediation's only a part of the process. It's not just something you can run and go do. Uh, there's a whole bunch of procedural steps that have to be taken in order to get to mediation, in order for the mediation to be binding, and uh, to make sure that you there, there's so many technical aspects to a divorce, financial aspects that people don't think of, um, and especially if their estate has some value to it. Uh, this document that you're going to enter into in the end, a final decree of divorce. 
is probably one of the most important documents you'll ever have in your life. Absolutely. Because, I mean, let's face it, wills are important, but who you're not going to be around to worry about that, right? Uh, probably um, not. And, uh, <laughs> other than maybe, you know, passing the bar exam or taking the MCATs or one of those things, uh, this document's going to rule um, how your property's divided. There's tax implications. There's just so many different things that people There's don't so think about. There's so many applications, yeah. And um, you have to have experts in different areas. And a mark of a good family law attorney is that we have to recognize that we're, we're jacks of all trades. We have, to be, we have to know a lot about a lot. But do, we're not yeah. experts at any particular thing. We have to know when we need help, when we need an expert to come in and provide help to our client or to us to help us do our job better for our client. Right. And and that's where the role of the mediator comes in? Well, the mediator, the re, you really don't go to the mediator until you have your ducks in a row. Okay. Which is to say, until your inventory and appraisement, until your, your, you know, your spreadsheet of your assets and debts is done. When you've taken to, already been down the road and taken into account your tax issues, taken into so you've account... you've done all the pre-planning and the organizing and getting all that together, which is, we were talking about this on the last show, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Gary Wolf, the person that you know, who's yep. a CDFA, he talked about and 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 Peggy Cooper also with the CDC talked about people come to you know those situations with you know a shoebox full of receipts, right? right. And they're right. like, and I said, you know, one of the things is even in everyday life without divorce in the middle, how many of us have those shoeboxes of receipt? Then you have to get that all prepared and. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What an overwhelming place to be. Well, you know, if you're not prepared for mediation, how can you expect to divide your entire life and deal right. deal with all of your child-related issues and all those things that are so important to you and so important to your children's lives uh, in a eight-hour period of time? So you have to go in prepared. Your lawyer needs to be prepared. The client needs to be prepared. Reality checks have to be done in advance. So when you get to mediation, all that money you're going to be spending on your mediator and on your attorneys that day is going to end up with a successful mediated settlement Effectively agreement. used, and you have to do that preparation in advance. So, right. so you know, a little recap. So you, you, you've made the decision to divorce. You go in, you, you see this one option, litigation. You see the other option, which is now, I understand, a part of it. You just don't go, hey, I want to go to mediation. We're going to get divorced. Right. But there's also a thing called collaborative divorce. Tell us about that. Collaborative divorce is, or collaborative collaborative law, uh, is something that uh, I don't want to make anybody angry, but I think it came out of California or maybe one of the northern states, uh, and we adopted it here back in the mid to early nineties. But it has it's taken a long time to really get traction. Right, it's really really big up in Dallas, uh, and Houston is really starting to people in Houston are really starting to understand it. Collaborative law is where you say, you know what, we just don't want to do divorce that way. We just don't want to, we don't hate each other. And we don't want to be put in a position where we will hate each other or where we're, where we're being asked to hate each other. You're quibbling over, as somebody said to me really recently, the, the white beanie baby. Right. <laughs> so, for example, when two business partners who still get along fine but realize that their business is kind of their business thing is kind of at the end and they just want to wind it up nicely they don't go in they don't always go into litigation they say hey why don't we have a series of meetings 
bring in our CPAs, bring in any, any ex, you know, experts that we need, and let's figure out a way we're going to roll up our business, and we're both going to we're going to do it in the best tax way possible, and we're going to roll up our business and roll on with our lives. Sounds like an exit strategy, like when you're thinking about well, you said before your wills, right? Right. Thinking about it, but in it amicable way? Is that what I'm understanding? It, it's meant to be amicable. The parties are not always amicable, but they realize that with the help of the neutral professionals, uh, we always have a neutral mental health professional and a neutral financial professional. That way, each party doesn't have to go hire their own experts and then have battling experts. You hire one person that takes an oath and a vow to be fair and, and balanced for both people and, and be objective, not subjective. Um, and you provide all that information to the financial professional. Also, another great thing about it is the parties can create their own possession schedules. They can deal with their own rights and duties of children, uh, and they do that through the help of the licensed uh, mental health counselor who is also trained in collaborative law. So instead of having lawyers sitting around at their hourly rates arguing over whether there's going to be an overnight Thursday possession period or not, that's all done with a person who charges between 100 to $130, $140 an hour. It's so much more productive because that's what they're trained in, and and it's much more efficient and financially feasible. Well, and, I mean, that sounds like, um, you know, something we would more want divorce to be. I've heard a lot of people say, and I think you and I have even talked about it, is we don't really want to do it, do divorce the old way. And is, is this something that's the new way, collaborative divorce? It, it can be the new way. It should be the new way. Not every case can be collaborative. I've actually taken some cases into the collaborative world that at first I thought, what in the world was I thinking? These mm-hmm. people hate each other. But by the time we got through the process, these two people who had nothing but you know, just anger and bitterness to spew at each other they the the process worked they were polite they were kind we worked out every issue in the case they shook hands we signed an agreement and they've moved on with their lives at about a third of the cost of a traditional litigation case in which they would have ended up hating each other at the end well and when you're saying you know we've talked about the fight we've talked about untying the knot and the you know um putting the gloves on it's really sounding like that's something to really think about and and I heard you say the mental health professional, that neutral, mm-hmm. and I happened to take a collaborative law training class as well at your recommendation, right. um, and it was really eye-opening. And matter of fact, that's when I decided, okay, I need some more specialty in here in coaching because I was in a room of counselors, the neutrals, right. and some financial folks and attorneys. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, okay, I need a little bit more specialized training here. But with that said, I, I I learned so much about that mental health professional. We sat in, you know, different case scenarios and all oh, that fun role playing and all that sort of thing. But <laughs> right. really, I know that everybody loves role playing um, <laughs> when you're training. No, no, no. No special outfits. No, just, no. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Not that. Not that. That's how you save a marriage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. All right, this well, is a Christian show. We have to bring to it back. I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> Yeah. So that neutral and in the the time we have left in this break, uh, I want to talk about, you know, one of the things that stuck with me is in collaborative law, you're trying to move the people out as whole people and you would want them to be whole people when they, you know, sever this tie. Because I myself speaking as someone who's been divorced for, you know, 12 years, uh, that has been something that 
really, you know, it's been a long time for me to get back on my feet, right? Mm -hmm. And so with that said, what role does that mental health professional really play? And do you think that's the integral part of uh, the how this is kind of moving them out as a whole person? Well, so instead of, I, this just occurred to me, so if it sounds ridiculous, let me know. But you know how I was saying that the, the divorce litigation case is like jumping into a boxing ring and everybody comes out with their gloves up. Yep, okay. And you've got a referee. Well, think of um, possibly um, a collaborative law case is more like a, a chess game. Uh, it's not It's not like poker where everybody's trying to bluff each other. It, it's a strategic method where everybody has equal information Right. Um, but in this case, the mental health professional is the referee. Right. They're there to make sure that nobody steps out of their box, that nobody takes a move before it's their turn. They're there to make sure that the lawyers follow the professional and, and ethical guidelines they're supposed to follow. Right. When the parties are losing control, they're the ones that take a break and help guide them back to the path that we're supposed to stay on. As a matter of fact, they're the ones who are at the helm of the ship. They they move the ship, and they let us know. They tell us when it's time to move the, to the next step. So they're so helpful in that and so many other ways. Well, I really love that visual going from the boxing ring to the chess game. And 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 while it's not a game or it's not a fight, it's it's you know, it's dividing two people's lives with children and with pets. Matter of fact, we're going to have a pet specialist on soon as well. <laughs> There's a lot of stress in there, but if mm-hmm. we can have that plan, if we can have that strategy, I, I got to imagine that that reduces the stress and really affects everyone in the most positive of ways. I mean, the fact of the matter in divorce, you're going to lose, you know, kind of 50% more than likely of everything that you've built, you've amassed, right? Um, uh, and not to mention all the other aspects of divorce that get affected. Uh, so wouldn't it be better to be strategic about it? I agree 100%. I, I think it's uh, under the right circumstances with the right set of facts, it is the best way for anybody to get divorced. And, well, and that's when we that's say divorce differently. Divorce differently. Law. And I love that. And there's a collaborative group here in Houston. We'll talk more about that. We are headed out on break. We've got Craig Haston here with us, family law attorney, the Haston Law Firm. Craig, how can people reach you real quick as we head out to break? Uh, My website is uh, hastonlaw.com and they can call my phone number at 281-890-1300. All right, hastonlaw.com and give Craig a call. We'll be right back with Craig Haston. And we're here with the two-minute tip, as promised each week. Uh, This time, we're bringing you courtesy of the Huffington Post, an article that talks about three things a divorce coach can do for you. Here's one thing a divorce coach can do for you is help you get ready. If divorce is what you're facing, is to help you get ready with some pre-legal advice. Now, divorce coaches do not give advice, but they're going to help you look at the process with Eyes wide open. So one of the things I say as a coach is we're going to help you look at the divorce process with your eyes wide open, and maybe you'll decide to reengage in your marriage, depending on, we don't know what's going on in your marriage, but depending on what's going on in your marriage, maybe you want to step back into it, get to a family and marriage therapist and work through those things. But nonetheless, a divorce coach is going to help you look at divorce with eyes wide open. It's also a chance to vent. Uh, I can tell you venting to an attorney is going to be a lot more expensive than venting to a coach, right? So that can definitely help you. And one of the other things that they can really help you do is 
a kind of hand-holding, if so so to speak. They walk the path with you. They can serve as your thinking partners. When So when your attorney, you've decided to step into it, tells you to fill out a, all these paperwork and all these forms and gather all these things, you've got somebody to come back to, bounce ideas off of, and uh, helping you with that. They're really your thinking partner. And that goes into organizing. The organizing part of it can help you understand the documents you're being requested of. So... You know, as a real recap here, they can help you look at divorce, eyes wide open. If you're in the midst of divorce, help you walk the path. And if you're coming out of it, move forward with you with organization and being your thinking partner. Follow us at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton or the divorcecoachinghour.com or call us 281-944-8043 and we will walk the path with you. And we are back, and we were talking before we headed to the break about the boxing ring and the chess match. And one of the things that Craig and I were talking about on break is that, you know, obviously divorce is not a game, uh, but where collaborative law comes into place is, you know, in the chess aspect is everything's on the table, and that's so important. And, and you know, there's this... There's just so much that goes into divorce. And we talked about in the first show about this team of which the attorney is a very important part. Uh, Also, as I said before, the divorce financial analyst, but also the coach. So I'm wondering here with having my brother on the, the, the show here and as an attorney, how do you think a divorce coach kind of fits in the whole mix? This is, you know, it's not the newest thing since sliced bread. It's been around for a while, but it's really gaining some traction. Uh, how do you think a divorce coach can support you or any other attorney? Well, getting back to that analogy that I just kind of pulled out of the air about a chess chess game, and and you're right, it's not a divorce is not a game. I didn't mean to imply that it was. It's it's it really is the thing. The thing about collaborative law is that the whole idea behind it is transparency. Mm. Everybody has the same access to the same information because if you have the same access to the same information, then it takes away your fears and your anxiety and you're able to think clearly and you're able to make good, healthy decisions for yourself and for your children. So where does a, where does a divorce coach come in? Well, I mentioned that we have a mental health professional that we use. Sometimes right. we have financial professionals, whether if we're in the litigation process, we have them uh, for that process. If we're in the middle of a big, ugly divorce and one spouse has blown a million dollars at the gambling tables down in uh, Shreveport or wherever they gamble. Those um, things happen. <laughs> and we need to trace that. We bring in a financial forensic uh, accountant. Um, but I think every we're all little pieces of the same puzzle. And quite often lawyers believe, family lawyers believe, we, we were kind of taught to do this is we're there to try to solve every problem that our client has. And you can do that, right? uh, (laughs) Sure, if you want somebody who has absolutely no training in mental health care to uh, help you decide what to do with your personal life. You know, I I probably shouldn't be dressing women either, or men for that matter. But I'm the kind of guy, uh, the lawyer's role is not to be a Swiss Army knife. Although we're supposed to be a jack of all trades, we have to be better at stepping back and knowing when we need help from other people. Mm. And why would you want to pay somebody four, 
five, six hundred dollars an hour to talk to you about your fears and your anxiety that have nothing to do with legal aspects of your case. That's what you pay a lawyer for. You pay them for all those years of training and years in the courtroom and study. When you have somebody you need to talk to about your about your fears about what's going to happen next. A divorce coach knows what's going to happen next. They've worked with those people. Right. And you said earlier we don't give advice. I think what you meant to say was you don't give legal advice. You but, you help yes. you help talk to people and help them reach c- good solid conclusions and decisions for themselves. Well, we do help uh, as a, a international coach federation coach. We we really don't give advice. We help them guide them to find their own decisions. Right? Because uh, so in some sense. It is advice, but uh, for as long as I've been practicing as a coach, people will be like, just tell me what to do. Right. And we can guarantee you that when somebody goes and tells you what to do, what's your first reaction? No, like. <laughs> right, because external motivation never works. Right. You have to be internally motivated. And so that's what we help them you, find. You give them the tools to make the decisions to make to help them move forward in a positive way in their in their life and in their relationships. And that's what we as lawyers really do. I mean, we find ourselves having our paralegals becoming ad hoc uh, therapists to our clients, uh, you know, being that shoulder to cry on. And really, they are, you know, after years, they get really good at it. Right. But why not have somebody who is already trained in that area that the client can call and talk to the, talk to them about these issues uh, before the case, during the case, even after the case? And that's the idea is moving forward. And that's where we difference as different as well, uh, a little bit different than the, you know, the mental health professional, because they're looking at kind of the... Uh, often say in the inciting incident, the things that have happened in the past that are creating these maybe re- repetitions of same problems and chaos. A coach helps move forward. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm hearing there is this is just another part of the team. Uh, but I want to go back and you touched on something, an attorney being a Swiss army knife, right? And I've had this conversation with people before, and I, I truly believe this, not just because of the the care and concern I have for you as an attorney and kind of seeing what your world has been there with, you know, all your different clients. And, you know, I think oftentimes we we ask the attorney to be too much for us, that to to be that Swiss Army knife when when you're not there. Divorce is financial, emotional, and legal. And and you're as you said, you're not necessarily trained in that realm of the emotional aspect. You're there to do a service. Coaches are there to provide a service. But I think we've put too much on it, and I think it causes a lot of stress. Is that true? I don't know. I'm not an attorney. Well, I think that most lawyers we see a, we're we're taught to be objective. We're taught to identify the issues. We're taught to identify the rule of law that apply to those issues, and then we're taught to um, apply that rule of law to the issues, and then finally come up with a conclusion. So we're our job is goal oriented. Our job is to find out where the problems are, find out how to address, fix, modify the problems, and how to get because if you can get those problems out taken care of, then you can resolve an issue or a case. And we're not taught to be able to sit there and listen to somebody talk about the emotional damage that's been done to them through 20 years of verbal abuse. Yes, are we armchair therapists? We have to be after years of experience. But 
we're only as good as we are as a human being. We don't have the training. We don't have therapy training. We don't have any, uh, many of us, I know a lot of family law attorneys who've never been divorced. I think mostly because we've learned the lesson by watching our clients. <laughs> not to do that. Well, that's good. I, you probably want, want that, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> well, and you know, that's one thing you, you know, in the divorce coaching world, uh, you know, sometimes people are so passionate about what they've been through. Uh, they'll think, well, I'm just going to be a divorce coach, you know, without the training mm-hmm. out there. So that's one thing you also, you also want to look for is that training. And I know we had talked before about the professionalism and ethics that attorneys follow. I know I, as a coach in the International Coach Federation and with this certified divorce coach certification, we are held to ethical standards and professional standards. So you definitely want that team there, but you want that team. What I'm hearing is you want that team surrounding you, but don't try to go make one be something that they're not, because I can just imagine the dollar signs that they're going to go on that and the stress for everyone. If you're trying to ask somebody to be someone you're not, Mm -hmm. right? True. I I was just kind of thinking of it. um, You know, I've had a, a back issue for years and it's kind of like trying to figure out how am I going to deal with this back issue? Do I go to a back doctor? Do I go to an orthopedic doctor? Do I, what kind of doctor do I go to? Uh, and you don't, you don't really know. No, Maybe you, you need know. more than one type of doctor. Uh, and so there's a type of doctor called a physiatrist who they're trained to look okay, at. Okay, a what? Say that again? Physiatrist. Okay, don't I don't did ask not me to spell that. it. <laughs> Whoever's transposing Craig, this, good luck. <laughs> Craig knows r- lots of great words. <laughs> Only because I've been to one. <laughs> And what they do is they look at the body as a whole. They look at you as a whole, they, and they look at your blood work and everything, and they help determine what type or types of doctors you need to go to to deal with your issue. You know, if you hurt your wrist, you go to a wrist doctor or you go to an ankle doctor for your ankle. But maybe that ankle injury didn't emanate from that part of your body. Right, right. So just like just like that in a divorce case or in a complicated family law case, uh, you need somebody who can kind of step back and do the big picture thing. A lawyer serves a certain function. A financial person serves a certain function. A divorce coach is the umbrella person. They're the person that knows the big picture. They've they've walked the path. They've had the training. They know how to listen. They know how to guide you to the right kind of help that you need at that moment in your in your life. Maybe you think you need to go get divorced right away, but after talking to a divorce coach, you may find that you need to try some other things first before you take that big step. Well, and you know, and before we go into our last break, interesting you say that uh, one of my clients uh, was in that same scenario, thinking divorce is the way that we want to go, talked to me, we had a conversation, this person had planned to have a conversation with the other party of the marriage to kind of say, hey, this is it. You know, divorce is in our path. And what ended up happening when we walked through the scenario and what he was thinking, by the end of the call, I asked him, I said, you know, I'm I'm just wondering, do you still want to be in this marriage? And there was complete silence. And he said, I guess I better really think about that before I go have this conversation. I said, yes, because that shapes the next conversation with that decision. One being, okay, honey, this is, let's work on this or, oh, hey, honey, it's done and it's over with. Right. So absolutely. And, and, um, I'm glad 
that, you know, from an attorney standpoint, you know, there there might be some thoughts out there with uh, attorneys thinking, OK, well, there's all these divorce coaches coming out there uh, out and about now. Well, they're going to take money out of our pocket. But what I'm hearing you saying that, no, it really ultimately and we talked about this on the last show is it puts in it puts a credible client in your seat, which you could be much more effective with to where their your client is not upset because all of a sudden they get a bill because they've been crying on your shoulder for two you know, hours, right? Right. Well, let's talk about money. Everybody <laughs> and, uh, and likes I'll, to And make... I'll have to cut you short here, you know, not just because it's money, but we're coming up to another break. But yeah, just what can you tell us in a minute about what do you, th- what do you think the money involved It's going to take some trans... There's going to have to be some point in which lawyers have to realize that they don't have to make all the money that they can do their job better and have more cases if they will involve other experts such as divorce divorce um, coaches right. and they can still do a great job and they'll have more cases and still make the same amount of money. It sounds like the abundance principle. I had somebody reach out to me and wanting to collaborate with me and she's an attorney that kind of moves into the divorce coaching area and I said absolutely sure the more the merrier. Nobody does anything great alone and so and those are the areas in which we can come together and really help people. Maybe one day the divorce rate will go down but we can help people uh, as well. I know you're <laughs> you know, it's life, right? So lots more to talk about. We have one more segment coming up, and we are going to talk about some final thoughts, wrap these things up, and find out how we can uh, reach Craig at the website real quick. www.hastonlaw.com. I don't know why I said that. I know. Hastonlaw.com, and we'll be right back. And there is no one to fear The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only just a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and your services, please contact us. We have a corporate sponsor opportunity available for you. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. And we are back with Craig Haston and the Haston Law Firm, and I'm happy to say, my brother, we've been talking about so many different things in divorce, and, you know, we just continue to hear, hear that this information is so needed because people really go out there to the internet, try to find their way, they don't know, and that's what this show is for, is to provide you education and resource. So we've talked about different aspects of divorce. We've talked about how a divorce coach comes into the middle of it. 
And, you know, I'm just wondering, as we talk about this team that ultimately can help people save money because they're prepared when they go in and sit in an attorney's office, what are some other things, Craig, that you can suggest um, or that you've seen work for people to help them save money, maybe not only in the process with an attorney, when they're working through this process that could take quite some time, or some of the other professionals in the collaborative law process? Well, there there are actually plenty of ways to do that, and it, we would love it if people would do some of these things. One of them is, uh, actually it's two things together in a way. One is phone calls and emails. Okay. Um, people tend to knock off an email the first time an idea pops in their head or a concern pops in their head. Uh, same thing with phone calls. They want to call every time something happens, every little concern they have. Well, we have to stop whatever we're doing. We have to take the phone call, answer the phone call, and by the time we're done, it's been a good 10 to 15 minutes, and we have to bill for that. Um, We prefer that clients would save up a series of questions and then call us. We could talk about the same issues and probably still get it done in a 15-minute phone call. So that's one way to save it. Same way with an email. Emails are the bane of most lawyers' existence. We spend most of our day in the Mine courtroom. Mine too. I it, it, it's they're you. crazy. Uh, yes. Not the clients. The the case. No, the, the, the emails. emails. Emails are crazy, and they're people tend to get long winded in emails. So when your lawyer gets, you know, you think, well, it's just an email. But if it's an email that's the, the length of two two pages on a, in a Word document, the lawyer has to read that and then respond to it. You're looking at half an hour to three quarters, maybe even an hour's worth of time. So clients need to make sure that they kind of boil their ideas down into shorter emails and 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 only send them when they really need to. You which- know, it's interesting, and we talk about these things. We talked about the budget and the shoebox and things like that. Much of what we're talking about are life skills that, yes. yeah. <laughs> that a lot of people don't have. And, and I've had the opportunity to teach a class in and in around Texas for the last seven years. And, and some of those, which you might wonder, okay, how's she doing divorce coaching and, and etiquette? But it's really life skills. A lot of it is life skills and, and walking the path with people, whether they're building a business, whether they're growing a business or where they're, you know, ending a business or or something like that in their lives, the biggest mm-hmm. transitions of life and how to really work with all the people involved. And we often get to talking about emails and phone calls. And one of the things I often say is that we treat emails as instant messenger and we don't treat that correctly we expect somebody to be sitting on the other side of that computer answering our emails right back right right and 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 if they don't they get very angry well email is not meant to do that best etiquette is one is is if you get an email respond you know in the next 24 hours that's that's professionally acceptable but not you know, kind of expecting somebody just to be an instant messenger right there. So I love the idea that you're talking about is thinking through what you're going to send, right? Well, I think <laughs> I think you and I are both uh, old enough to remember the days when people used to actually write letters. <laughs> and, uh, and What? And, uh, what was that? Uh, I still remember the days when they mailed letters. I know, and right? Then, and then they then it became faxes. And and this and over the years, as things as technology became faster, communications became faster. 
people had less and less um, patience. So when you mailed a letter, you got the letter, you opened it up, you read it, and you gave it its level of importance, and you knew you had at least two days to respond, which means it would be three days before it gets back to the other person. Then faxes came along. So then you're expected to be answering within the next day. Then emails came along, and they, they do. They expect you to be, people expect you to be sitting there watching your email all day long, ready to respond. I can't respond to a two-page email that pops up on my phone while I'm in the middle of doing a, a radio show with my sister. Right. And thank you for not doing that. That's good etiquette. Oh, hold on. i gotta check, I got to check my text, though. Okay. All right. Me, me too. No, not really. <laughs> we'll charge you for that, right? <laughs> no, you know, and I think this is, even if we spend time on this, helping people understand that if they think through and they, they stop for a moment and they think, okay, so these are the questions I have. Are these really relevant questions? Or can I go and actually find some information out on my own? But that's that's where a divorce coach comes in again, can Absolutely. help you kind of process Absolutely. that and then organize your time to then know the right questions, the most effective questions with your attorney. So I think that's not only if you're going through a divorce, but a life skill, that's so very important. You said something else too, those long emails. I have done some research and research shows that we're really with, I mean, you were talking about faxes and phones. Well, now we have all the social medias and you can get a message through messenger and you can get uh, all these things. And it's just, you know, this people might remember this too. Calgon, take me away. Oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> I know we're so dating ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> people go, huh? Calgon? What is that? Fax machine? I, I kid people. I said, one of the reasons that you know, I burned myself out in real estate was at one point I had the landline ringing the cell phone. And I said, this is really going to, this is really going to date me. My pager going off. And I'm like, wait, what's a pager? Right? People right. are like, huh? You got millennials in there going, huh? What's that? Right? <laughs> but you said something else is the length of emails. Yes. Right. And again, thinking through that length of that email, because I've surveyed about 4,000 people over the last seven years in my classes and every single one of them say they don't read long emails, right? Right. And it's it's not going to get you where you want to go fast. So you got to think through that. And how can they think through that when they need to send? Uh, there is times a long email is necessary. How can they get that communication to you um, in the best way, saving them time and money and 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 you um, time as well? Well, if they're gonna send an email. I would suggest that they, and if they don't have the ability to filter and they don't have the ability to make their emails more succinct and put them in something that us organized brain lawyers like to see, that they consult with their divorce coach to help them learn how to modulate. Um, If they can't help themselves and they just have to do it, I'd say don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Call the lawyer's office, set up a telephone call so you'll know that there's an exact time when you'll be able to speak with your attorney, you can the attorney can then guide you through your thought process, pull out the issues and the questions that you have, and then give you the answers. And then maybe the lawyer will fo- follow up with a brief email giving you the answers that you were looking for. Well, and going back there, you know, lawyers are people too. That's going to be a slogan. Maybe that is already a slogan. But we can... <laughs> why does it have to be a slogan? Why? I don't know. Well, it seems to be because why can't it again, just be? well, it is, well, I think it is. If we really think about it, right? We're going to get off and la la land in there in a minute. But you know, we have to just really think about those things. So those are some really good tips. Is there another tip that you can suggest? Well, you're putting me on the spot. Oh well, um, <laughs> that's okay. I can do that. Um, I think not 
I really think the important thing is to be helpful when your lawyer or your lawyer's office asks for information, that you provide the information that's asked for, but not provide it in the shoebox that you mentioned earlier. Go ahead and organize it. Put a cover sheet on it. The more it can be organized and provided in a very orderly manner in the way that it's asked for, it will save you so much of your lawyer's or their paralegal's time in doing the organizing for you. Why do you want to pay somebody $150, $200 an hour to organize your paperwork when you could just sit down and do it yourself? And if you can't, get your divorce coach. Get your friend. Get a sister. Get a brother or a parent. Somebody to sit down and help you do the thing that maybe you can't do for yourself. Because let's face it, nobody wants to look at their own paperwork. It's really boring. It really is boring. And it's no fun. And it's no fun when we're coming into a divorce as well. And and that stress and that overwhelm. So a divorce coach, uh, a divorce financial analyst can help, um, you know, even going to the CPA, but that forward work that those life skills that we were all re- already talking about. So we have covered so much and Craig, thank you. We've, I, I really believe, and that's what this show is for is to provide an understanding of all these different elements of divorce. As we wrap up the show, are there any final thoughts that are hitting you as far as the role of a divorce, you know, the collaborative law process, how the the coach works with everyone in the team, mm-hmm. or any advice out there for people who are considering divorce, maybe in the midst of it or coming out of it? Well, let me start by saying this. Um, I think collaborative law is phenomenal. It's a great way to finalize a marriage. It's not for everybody. It's not for every case. So just because I I think it's wonderful doesn't mean that I think it's the only way because not everybody and not every case is meant for it. There are several different ways to approach a case. Um, And it's the lawyer's job to help the client figure out which is the best approach for their case. Uh, Secondly, the divorce coach can operate in any one of those arenas. They can operate in the collaborative law arena They can operate in the, hey, we're going to cooperate and put our paperwork together and go to mediation and settle our case. We don't really want to fight, but we really don't want to do collaborative because it it maybe feels too constrained. Um, But also in the litigation process, when your lawyer doesn't return your call because he's been in trial for two weeks straight, you call your divorce coach and you say, what's going on? I don't understand. Why is my lawyer calling me back? The divorce coach can help you put a lot of things into perspective. And being an objective third party, uh, clients tend to listen to them better. And and it also cut down on the friction between yourself and your attorney because it takes a lot of the unknown and the anxiety out of the process. Right. And and it's that confidential sounding board that they can go to and help prepare them to then – you know, work with their attorney in the best way possible, which is what we want, right? We want the best possible outcome for, for the people in our final two minutes of the show. And it always goes so fast. It's just so hard to believe. Uh, And let us know again, how we can reach you, Craig. Uh, My website is hastonlaw.com. My work phone number is 281-890-1300. And anybody there would be happy to help. And say that phone number again for me. It's 281-890-1300. I also have a Facebook page that's open to the public. It's the Haston Law Firm uh, on Facebook. I don't know much about Twitter, and I'm working on Instagram. (laughs) Well, and you can find him there at his website, Haston Law Firm. Dot com. Did I get that right? Please tell it's me. It's HastonLaw.com. HastonLaw. Get that right there, Christy. Try to keep Hast- it simple. I know. HastonLaw.com. Give him a call. Look for him on Facebook. And as we step out here, I want to let you know, one of my goals as a divorce coach is to help people with their thinking about divorce 
I'm your thinking partner. Listen into the Divorce Coaching Hour, whether you are considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, or if you know someone faced with it. My guests and I, like Craig, are here to walk the path with you and provide you information, insight, and support when you need it most. I've been there. Maybe not in the same situation, but I've been there. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. That's 281-944-8043. You can also find us on Facebook, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't Wait to be with you each Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. And thank you, Craig, for being with us. Thank you, and thank you, Christy. I hope this was helpful to your listeners. Absolutely. I know it will be. And we'll see you next week, or be listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.